Well, I'm so grateful for our more than 20 year partnership and ministry with Mozambique. And I'm really excited about the partnership we're gonna enter into during Lent to help develop, create and implement some mobile clinics in Mozambique. So friends, I know you'll be in prayer over the next many weeks as we seek to partner with Mozambique and to get these mobile clinics going. Uh, our goal is $50,000. We've done it before. I know we can do it again. So I'm grateful in advance for the ways you'll help make that possible. Well, hey, we're so glad that you're here this week as we sort of wrap up our worship series called Rooted. And we're always glad that you're here. And just by way of reminder, we love to know that you're with us. And so I sure wanna encourage you to check in. So if you'll use the app, if you're on any of our platforms other than the church online platform, uh, that app helps us to know you're with us so that we can connect so that we can develop relationships. If you're on the online platform on our website, man, there's a place right there for you to check in. And it's a great way to help us remain connected with you. So I sure hope you'll help us out in that endeavor. It's a great uh, gift and a wonderful thing. Well, hey, it's Valentine's Day. It's a day of love, right? I hope that you're celebrating that gift and that day. And I hope that one of the ways that you might be celebrating the day of love is by sharing the love of Jesus with somebody else so that you can help them and perhaps even you grow in a relationship with Jesus. Because of course, that's our purpose as a church, right? We discovered that last week and that we're rooted in this relationship with Jesus that helps us grow and helps us flourish and develop new relationships and helping others to come to know that as well. I am grateful for that rooting and for the rooting that I got that I hope some of you got as well when you grew up. I, I was so rooted and I consider myself so tremendously fortunate that I was rooted and grounded in traditions and values that really helped me to grow up and to become the kind of person uh, that I have become. And you know, I just remember some of those traditions were Valentine's Day itself. I remember every single year, my mother there, I was one of four kids. My mom would always, without exception, have a little Valentine candy set and a card for us when we first got up so that no matter what may happen at school, we would always have a Valentine. And then my mom was huge on St. Patrick's Day because she was born on St. Patrick's Day. Her name was Patricia and she was Irish. So I can guarantee you, we always celebrated St. Patrick's Day well, not only with green, but with great pageantry. I remember Easter and we had a very funny kind of tradition in our household with Easter. Rather than hunt eggs separately, my parents would always put the Easter egg basket together and hide the whole basket. And so we were to try to find it somewhere in the house. It was always lots of fun and certainly lots of chaos. The traditions of growing up can be so fun and so helpful to who we are. And I'm also grateful for the values that my parents and my uh, systems of support helped me to grow up with. I know not everybody gets that, but man, I, I reflect on those values that were instilled in me of faith and family and even friends. We, we might call it community today, but those values, they really were entrenched in who I was and they helped to develop my character and my soul. And I hope that I'm doing the same to others in my sphere of influence, whether it's my family or the church or the community, because values are really something that are critical to who we are, right? Values are, are things that help us develop into who we can become, and, and that's the gift of what values offer us. I wanna talk a little bit about values today as we continue to discuss what it means to be rooted in Jesus and grounded together in faith. 
values are some interesting things. Let me share with you just a couple of things that I really appreciate about values. Values, I think, first and foremost, quite literally, are just things and qualities that we believe are important, right? We lift them high. We believe they have value. And so we believe that they are qualities that are important to us. I also believe that values are characteristics that we ought to be modeling, right? So that if we value family, we spend time with family. If we value faith, we spend time in our faith, right? It's their qualities that we need to model in our lives. And also I believe they're literally, they help us to determine our priorities. Because again, if we, we claim that we value something, then we ought to put a priority on what that is that we say that we value. That's why values are critical to who we are. They sort of lift us up and help create for us opportunity. Another way I like to talk about it is this. Um, values make us who we are. And in many ways, they cause us to become who we ought to be, right? who it is possible for us to become because they, they, they kind of gather us together and collect our hearts and our thoughts and our minds into things that we need to do, should do, and certainly want to do. Values are critical to who we are. I also like to describe them as boundaries. Uh, values are boundaries, I believe, within which we kind of are bound together as a people whether in a community or as a nation or certainly in a church, there's sort of these boundaries and we, we kind of are guided by them through our days. And when those boundaries are crossed or, or when they're sort of pushed over, man, there can be chaos. There can even be a, a form of despair or golly, even death. We witnessed this, unfortunately, about a month ago in our nation on January the 6th when there was an insurrection. And some of the values that we hold near and dear to us literally were just bulldozed over. And, and we all began to wonder to ourselves, what, what does this mean? And how will we move forward? And, and how is this going to um, have effect on who we are, right? Values are important to who we are as individuals and collectively as people. I believe, in fact, that values are the hook on which we ought to hang our very purpose in our lives. If we know them, if we emulate and model them, if we believe they're important to who we are, then man, they, they identify us and they claim us and they become a, a kind of a hook. And this hook is important because I believe that hook collectively together, all of us with whatever values we have, and it, it, it claims us for higher purpose and greater purpose in the world. Well, you know, there's all kinds of scripture that helps remind us as followers of Jesus that we are bound together by a common set of values. And I recall this passage in the Gospel of Matthew. The reality is uh, it's in Matthew, Mark and Luke. It's a passage in which Jesus is questioned by someone about, golly, what's the most important commandment? And one could offer that that's a value, a command of God. Jesus in those three Gospels is asked, what is the greatest commandment? And his response is very telling for who we are as his followers and how it is we can live it out. It goes something like this. It's in Matthew chapter 22, uh, and it's a couple of verses, verses 36 through 40. And so uh, Jesus is asked, teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Notice what Jesus then says. On these two commandments hang all the law 
and the prophets. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, it's fascinating to me because Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he actually tells us what, what are two, right? He says the first one, says it's the greatest in the first. But then he says, no, look, the second is just like it, meaning they are equally valuable. Love God with heart, soul and mind. Love neighbor as yourself. And what I begin to reflect on is, man, wrapped up in these short verses, these two commandments that we identify as the greatest commandments for those who follow Jesus. I believe are the values that we claim as a family of faith called Treach. Those values are just sort of laid out in what it is Jesus says to us. The first is biblical relevance and biblical relevance is literally contained in how Jesus uses Hebrew scripture to help us identify that the Bible is still relevant even though uh, he's stepping into a new realm. Jesus would quote from Deuteronomy and from Leviticus these commandments, and he would claim for us that they are relevant even then as they are now. The, the second way that he helps us identify one of our values is in, contained in that scripture is the sense of how we serve other people. Because I'm convinced, as I hope you are, that we serve in part by loving other people. And so when we love God and we love others, we're also serving them, which is a value for us. And then, of course, third, we talk about radical love and there's no other way to love than Jesus's love. And it's a radical kind of love. Uh, the word radical has an interesting meaning. It means getting at the root. It's at the core, at the base. And so when we love radically, it's at the core of God's heart and God's desire for us. And so that's what this literally means. It's at the core of who we are to love God and to love our neighbor. But it takes energy and effort. And if we claim as the family of faith called Treach that we believe these things have importance for us, that they set our priority, that they are the hooks upon which we hang our very purpose, then man, we've got to live them well. We've got to uh, make sure that they're a part of our everyday life, both individually and collectively. So I want to talk a little bit more about these three values because they are that important that we need to spend a little bit more time on them. So here's the first one. The first one is biblical relevance, right? Biblical relevance is a powerful way to say the Bible is important and is relevant to our lives. I love the way uh, in 2 Timothy, it just kind of lays that out for us. It literally just says, look, every scripture is inspired by God and it's good and useful for teaching and showing correction and helping us to train in character and literally helping us to know that we belong to God and how it is that we can do everything good. Now, when this was written, they were literally referencing what you and I would call the Old Testament, all scripture. That's all they knew. They were still writing the New Testament. But I think it's very perfectly all right for us to say it applies to all of Scripture. And all of Scripture helps us to know that we're in this relationship with God. In fact, from the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, to the book of Revelation, the very last book in our Bible, everything in between is all about what's known as covenant and obedience. God is wanting us to be in a covenant relationship and God is wanting us to be obedient to that relationship. But we don't always get what that is, right? Covenant and obedience. And we don't always necessarily even like obedience. And so I like to talk about it in terms of relationship and surrender. 
that, we, that God wants a relationship with us and we desire that relationship with God. And scripture keeps pointing us to ways to be in that relationship and how it is that it develops our heart and our soul and our mind and our being. And then that God is ultimately saying, I need you to surrender your life, your will, your understanding to mine. You see, for me, biblical relevance means the Bible is important. This book is valuable to us. It contains the very things that we need to understand and live out in our faith and develop that relationship with God. But it also sometimes is hard to understand, right? And so we want to make it relevant. We want people to know that not only was it relevant when it was written, but it's relevant to our day and time today. We love God. We love neighbor. That's as relevant as it has ever been, whether thousands of years ago when it was written or today when we encounter our neighbor or want to desire a relationship with God. The Bible is relevant always. And we want to lift that up and use that as a guide for everything that we do. It's why we offer Bible studies all the time. There's not a single week in the life of this church that we don't have some form of a Bible study going on. Some of them are long and extensive, years long or year long. Some of them are very short, a couple of weeks long. In fact, we instituted the worship series Bible study uh, almost a year ago now so that during every worship series, we have a Bible study related to it. It's why we instituted the Read Through the Bible program at the beginning of this year to invite you to engage scripture on a daily basis so that it can become applicable to our lives because ultimately that's what God's looking for. You know, it's one thing to know the words on these pages. It's quite another for us to live them, for us to emulate them, for us to share them with other people because as important as it is to know the words, it's much more important to live them out and to become the very essence of what Jesus is teaching us, love God and love neighbor. It's why we also have in our life groups um, that they literally help us take God's word and apply it to our lives and ask of us every single week, how is your life with God and how are you encountering God? And what does that mean to you? Friends, we believe the Bible is relevant and real for our lives and therefore we lift it as a high value. Now, look, the second thing we value is called servant ministry. And servant ministry, again, comes straight from this text from Matthew that tells us that if we're going to love God and love neighbor, we can't do that unless we serve people, sharing with them the good news that God loves them and wants a relationship with them. Look, uh, Mark's gospel put it this way in, in the 10th chapter. He just said, look, if you want to be first, you got to first serve other people. Because Jesus, as the Son of Man said, I've not come to be served, but I've come to serve others. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to serve others. We're, we're not here for our own selfish endeavor. We're not here to do our own thing, but rather as a follower of Jesus, we're called to help alleviate suffering. We're called to make right the wrongs in the world. We're called to help those who are in need, right? And so we can do that in any number of ways. And, and you as a community of faith, man, <laughs> you go above and beyond. Many of you, of course, will know that our generosity stories that we share every single week often are about the ways we are serving those in need. We are helping to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release and recovery of sight to the blind, that we're helping to uh, alleviate that which keeps people down. We do that in any number of ways, not the least of which will become Mozambique yet once again. 
but even in other simple ways, like our Kids Eat Free program in the summer, or when we help uh, partner with Habitat for Humanity to build homes, or, or when we offer uh, CCA, Com Christian Community Action, all kinds of support in partnership for the ministries that they do. Friends, we are called to serve, and I'm so pleased and so proud that TREACH continues to be well known in our region for serving others and helping people in need. It's a value for us, and therefore we wanna do it well and often, and you do. Now, the last value is probably the most challenging. It's the one we want to live into the most, and yet it's the one we probably all struggle with the most, radical love. I know when we hear these words, it sometimes causes us a little bit of consternation because unfortunately, the word radical in modern times has taken on a negative connotation. But I'm here to suggest, friends, it's as old as the Bible. And it literally simply means to get at the root, to be the very essence of what we were created to be. And friends, Jesus reminds us, we were created for love, love of God and love of neighbor. I love the way John put it in his first letter in the fourth chapter. He literally just said, look, there's no room in love for fear. And fear is what keeps us from being radical in the way we love, because we're afraid of what people might think. It says, well-formed love banishes fear. The command that we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. Well, the challenge for us, of course, is how do we do that? And I simply want to suggest it's this straightforward, the way Jesus loved. You know, Jesus loved the outcast. He loved the sinner. He loved the saint. He loved the tax collector and the prostitute. He loved people just as they were and loved them enough to help them become even better. And isn't that genuine love? Genuine love, I believe, says, I love you just as you are but I also know you just like I can become even better. And so I both love you as you are, and I wanna help you and encourage you and strengthen you to become even better. This is what Jesus did over and over and over again. We see it in scripture. This is what he did with the woman at the well, what he did with the woman who was about to be stoned, what he did with the man born blind, what he did with the man at the pool of Siloam, what he did about the prodigal son and the good Samaritan, over and over again, Jesus loved people right where they were. I remember Zacchaeus, the tax collector, everybody hated him, but Jesus, he wanted to spend time with him, eat a meal with him and help him to know that he was loved. Friends, this is radical love. It means loving people that may not be lovable. It means loving um, folks who may be against us in some form or fashion. It means being present and real in my desire to be in relationship with you, even when we're at odds. And friends, we experience that all the time these days, don't we? We're at odds. And so as followers of Jesus, we are called to be different. We're not called to be spiteful or mean-spirited. We're called to be loving. We're called to be gracious. We're called to be kind. And it's strange that we might identify that as radical, but it is getting at the root of who Jesus is and what Jesus desires for us. It's why I love things like our recovery ministry here that helps people to step into a relationship just as they are with the mess that's going on in their lives. And we love them, we care for them, and we help them to become better. 
It's why I love some of the ministries that during the last year we haven't been able to do because of COVID, but uh, ministries like Kairos and Epiphany Ministry, where we go into prisons, whether adults or juveniles, and we help them to know that God loves them just as they are. We spend time, we pray, we read, we talk, we share meals together. We help them to recognize that they are of worth and value. Man, I love that. I love our racial reconciliation conversations that continue through dialogue and through meals and through book studies and through movies and conversation that help us better know that in God's eyes, we're all the same. And that's a beautiful thing. It's called radical love. Friends, these are our values. We value biblical relevance, servant ministry, and radical love. They change hearts. They keep us connected and they help us to recognize that God is in this journey with us and we can help others to know that they are loved too. Friends, I wanna challenge you. Let's make sure that we are rooted in these values, that they are the ground upon which we literally hang our understanding of God. May we be well at radical love, biblical relevance and servant ministry that the roots of all that we find in Jesus will help guide us and stabilize us and keep us growing so that we can share that good news with others. Thanks be to God that we have that gift. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, thank you that you root us in a relationship with Jesus, that you claim us for a higher purpose that has got values of biblical relevance radical love and servant ministry. Help us, Lord, this day and the next individually and as the family of faith called Treach to be not only rooted in those, but to share and live those values every single day. Thank you, God, for the gift of these values. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Friends, I really am so grateful for how you have rooted yourself, not only in those three values, but in the value of generosity, making sure that ministry can happen day in and day out. Whether you're giving of your time, your talents or your treasures, you are making a powerful difference in the world. If you'd like to make a donation today or tomorrow, you can always text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. Or you can always go online to tmumc.org give where you can schedule your giving or you can make a one-time gift. But whatever you do, we give you great thanks. Thanks so much.